Hey listeners, if you like what you're hearing today, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. Eating is such a vivid experience, and eating with others is pretty intimate. We use all five senses, sight, smell, touch, taste, and sound. All five. (laughs) What else do you use all five senses for? So when we have an experience that surrounds a meal, it only heightens the memory. As Marcel Proust wrote, I feel something start within me, something that leaves its resting place and attempts to rise, something that has been embedded like an anchor at a great depth. I do not know yet what it is, but I can feel it mounting slowly. I can measure the resistance. I can hear the echo of the great spaces traversed. Will it ultimately reach the clear surface of my consciousness? This memory, this old dead moment, which the magnetism of an identical moment has traveled so far to importune, to disturb, to raise up out of the very depths of my being? I cannot tell. Now I feel nothing. It has stopped. And perhaps sunk back into its darkness from which who can say whether it will ever rise again? Ten times over I must essay the task, must lean down over the abyss, and each time the cowardice that deters us from every difficult task, every important enterprise, has urged me to leave this thing alone, to drink my tea, and to think merely of the worries of today and my hopes for tomorrow, which can be brooded over painlessly. And suddenly the memory revealed itself. listening to Taste of Regret. Joining us today is my very good friend, Rob. Hi, my name is Rob. I am 39 years old. I live in Los Angeles and I'm a scenic and puppet painter. So every week we always try to find a a new topic to talk about. and, And I think this week, something that really is always on my mind and I deal with every single day of my life is familial guilt. (laughs) <laughs> and I think it probably plagues a lot more of us than than we realize. Yeah. 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 Why don't you tell us about your family? Very close family. Mm-hmm. Um, come from a Greek background. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Greeks definitely know about guilt tripping. <laughs> <laughs> They've mastered the art. Um, but no, I grew up very, very... Luckily, in a close family, my sister, myself, and my parents, Mm -hmm. very close-knit. We all immigrated from South Africa. Wow. um, All together, which was, it was tough, but we were lucky that we had one another. Yeah. Um, And that's been, that was 2001 that we immigrated. Wow. So since then, we've just learned that everything, to get through all those hard times, you have your family to count on, no matter what. Yeah. Um, And even when you're going through hard times with your family, you work it out, you figure it out, but no matter what, you're always there. Right. So it's been an experience. It's definitely been growing pains, you know, figuring out who we are as people. Right. Because that's really hard when you have such a a tight-knit family, Mm -hmm. finding your own identity. Definitely. And standing out on your own. And coupled with the fact that you're coming from, you know, South Africa, it's, it's, has its own culture. 
And it's easy to sort of fit into that culture when you are a tight-knit family and there's certain expectations on how you want your kids to grow up, right? Mm. Or, yeah. you know, the expectations and the outcomes of their lives. And then you come over to the States and the culture is very different. Right. Especially in LA where you've got to hustle, you've got to work, right. you've got to figure it out. You know, us being in the entertainment world, right. that's another layer to right. it. Um, so that was an interesting thing and trying to find your identity or find my identity of, you know, working in the entertainment world, being single when I moved here, figuring out how to become independent, how to find work, you know, all those layers to it, as well as figuring out the expectations of my parents and how to navigate those waters and gently letting them down, you know, with With, with your choices. Exactly. What do you mean by letting them down? Like doing things that... taking your life in a path that they don't necessarily agree with? Definitely. I think there's, coming from a Greek family, there's an expectation of marrying a Greek person. Oh, girl, please. Please. I'm I'm an Asian woman. It's it's not an easy thing. Um, And then my husband and I decided not to have kids. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was a letdown because my parents had always wanted the big family with grandkids and, you know, we're a close-knit family. And there's those expectations that they had thought would be a part of their lives, Mm -hmm. you know, especially from when we were living in South Africa and then, you know, moving from there to have a better life in the States. Right. Um, So how did your folks feel when you told them that you didn't want to have children? There's always that. I don't think they were overtly trying to show their disappointment, you know, but it, it, it comes out in subtle ways, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I think they, there's a sadness to them. Mm. Um, there's so many factors. Again, you know, my dad, the, the sort of family name not being passed down, there's that element that came into it. Mm-hmm. Um, just enjoying the rest of their lives mm-hmm. without having grandkids. hmm well, my sister has a son, so right. they, they have one. They have one. So yeah. they have one grandkid, so they, they got that little bit fulfilled. <laughs> but no, my yeah. husband and I, we we just try to navigate through that right. without, you know, trying to fulfill right what they need. Right. So yeah, they were. It was tough for them. Yeah, and I think they still struggle. Right. Yeah. And and you said a key word there. Even just you saying it made me feel like. Like my heart sank for you, just like they were disappointed. Yeah, I hate, I hate that word it's, because it does. It's, it's so like painful. Just like oh. so, disappointment coupled with guilt. Yeah. So then they're disappointed, and now you feel guilty. Hundred percent. Right. Do you do you recall a time in your life where you first felt that familial guilt? Wow. I mean, I could take it way back, <laughs> way back from from being a kid and kind of being the black sheep of the family and just being very independent. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, you know, whether it was from having a fight with my sister and even though I knew that I was wrong, I would be stubborn and I would dig my heels in. Mm-hmm. But the guilt would set in there because, you know, either mom or dad, typically mom, would definitely make me know that it was my fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so right. it, it's it started at a young age. Right. And I think it was just the way of communication back then. Right. So a specific memory, um, oh, man, as, as a child, I would 
kind of lock myself in my bathroom mm. and you know throw those temper tantrums and you you you, you don't you don't think about it in right. time but then afterwards the guilt the guilt the passive aggressive guilt trips would come in right from both of them wow you you mentioned something to me last week you were raised a what is it the i don't know the terms of different vegetarianism oh okay. yeah so we were raised my sister and i were raised satsangi which is a form of hinduism and you basically have to be sober and vegetarian mm-hmm. so it's no animal products um no drugs or alcohol so clear mindset mm-hmm. as well as just a very clean lifestyle right and meditation which mm-hmm. requires you to meditate 2 and a half hours a day. Oh, who's got the time? I know. So, <laughs> so needless to say, I think there was also that element to it where my sister and I didn't really follow the path. Mm-hmm. You know, we were 14, 15 years old, you mm-hmm. kind of start to find yourself, you're starting to go out and become right. a little bit independent. So we you just naturally and explore the yeah, world, have fun. Yes. Um So the the drinking started to come in. I don't know, whatever. Not like we were drinking heavily, but you start to have fun. Sixteen years old, seventeen years old, and your parents start to find out. Sure, you know. And I think for them to accept that initial swaying from the path was hard as well. Um, my sister and I are still vegetarian. Mm-hmm. We don't follow the path spiritually now. Right. We never really got into it. You know, it was we definitely followed it throughout our childhood, and. It was a very interesting way to be raised. Right. It was very different, especially totally off path from the Greek culture. Right. And the Greek tradi- traditions, you know, because that's also a very heavily um meat-based yeah. way of eating. So, you know, we grew up very sort of isolated as well. Yeah. But it was it had its challenges, but yeah. it was also a lot of fun. Yeah. Because it was so different. So, you felt even more isolated from your inner greek community definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean i was excited when i found out you're greek i'm like yes i'm going to her house we're going to have some good lamb <laughs> lamb on the spit and lamb on the spit this nope. is great it's going to be I like can make a fake lamb yeah it's, it's like it's like my big fat greek wedding i'm so excited and then i go over there and you guys you are vegetarian tofu. <laughs> and like, salad damn, damn. <laughs> even the the you know going back to the guilt you know it was kind of drilled into us as kids that eating meat was bad eating eggs were bad right. um there was a sort of negative association with food and we would go to parties you know kids birthday parties and like we couldn't have the hot dogs we couldn't have the cake we couldn't have all the treats because they would have egg in them right so there was definitely this element of my mom had guilt tripped us into not eating these things because we knew that it was bad right because you are the so the spiritual path believes that if you kill an animal that you know, it's it's based on karma. Yeah. So if you kill the animal then you take on that karma mm-hmm. and the meditation helps you relieve that karma and the karmic parts in your previous lives so that you don't get reborn. Mm-hmm. So it's all about living a good life mm-hmm. and not doing harm to animals. Sure. Um that's fair. It's very fair. Yeah. And it, and that's why it was such an interesting way to grow up because we had this total respect for animals for life and just seeing things a little bit differently mm-hmm. but it was still a, quite a negative association with food because we were taught that it was wrong not that right. there was another way to teach your kids on how to not eat these foods right based on health based on spiritualism right. spiritualism you know there's so many different ways to go about it right but 
but then you become a teenager and you want to rebel. So exactly. that's something you're going to yeah. rebel against. Naturally. Yeah. When you're told not to do something, don't push the button. You want to push it. So have you eaten meat? Not on my own accord. Like I haven't said, okay, I'm going to sit down and have fish. Yeah. Um, my grandmother, funny enough, this is on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. She hated the fact that we were vegetarian. She didn't speak to my dad for about a year wow. after he told her that she w- he was becoming vegetarian. Wow. So when we would go and sleep over at her house, she would make us this like fake bolognese meat, oh. <laughs> but it was actually real meat. So she would sneak it in. Oh my, only grandma. Only grandmas. And yeah. then on her deathbed. She turned around and she told my dad, all those times that I was babysitting your kids, I was actually feeding them real Oh, meat. I love yeah. her. I yeah, love her. Oh, it's totally. She was just such a character. So you had it inadvertently. We did, exactly. And it didn't make you sick or anything? No, or, yeah. there was one time I think I had a tuna melt by mistake, and that made me sick. Oh. You know. But those are just heavy anyways. You're yeah. not missing anything. So, yeah. <laughs> I think by choice, even if I were to eat meat now, that wouldn't really be a top of the list. So when they t- they pull a guilt trip on you, mm-hmm. which my mother does on me all the time, <laughs> I really go down this dark path. You know, it's like, oh, I should have did this and I should have did that. And yeah. I really kind of like beat up myself for mm-hmm. for weeks. Yeah. I mean, how does that, what are the repercussions for you emotionally? Definitely similar path. You know, what I could have done, what I could have said, how I could have dealt with it differently. But I've come to a place now of just accepting that this is who I am now. And as much as I'm trying to cushion the blow for my parents and kind of protect them in a way, yeah. Um it's it's a it's it's difficult, but it's about those boundaries for me. Yeah. And knowing that okay, this is fine. They're going to love me no matter what. Yes. You know. I'm I'm eating an egg. It's not the end of the world. Right. I'm still healthy. I still have so much love for them. They have so much love for me. And right. no matter what I say, it's not going to change that. Yeah. No matter what I eat, it's not going to change that. Yeah. So I know that it's ingrained in me that the, you know, the way that we were raised has a lot of, like we say, the guilt trips infused in interactions and mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. But I can't beat myself up about that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you told me recently your folks moved away. Mm-hmm. They moved to Denver, to Colorado. Yeah. And so now the family's broken up. Yeah. Oh, and now I'm getting guilt trips to move to Denver. Sure. Yeah. I mean, how do you, how are you dealing with that? I mean. Well, I think they're a little bit more accepting of the fact that my husband and my career is here in LA. He has his own practice. He's a physical therapist. So for us to just uproot our lives at this point in life, it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. because we don't have kids. We both make money. Mm-hmm. Um, so from a career standpoint, it would be very difficult and not smart to just up and leave right now. Right. Um, but we they, they, every time we speak on the phone, that's definitely, they try to plant the seed right. of, you know, when are you, how long is it going to take? So we've said that we're going to start making a decision in five years' time. Sure. Because by then... It's so much can happen in five years. Right. But we can't make that decision right now. Right. So we've put it to bed. Yeah. Yeah. So are you guys like super direct with them? Like really like setting your boundaries with... I've had to be. Yeah. I've had to be because I can't let that guilt weigh me down on top of missing them so much. Right. And wanting to be and pining to have that family connection. Yeah. The physical family connection. Yeah. So... 
I have to be very direct with him. Yeah. And my dad gets it. It's a little bit harder for my mom. Yeah. I've had to navigate, like we were talking about boundaries earlier, just knowing what I want for myself. Right. Coupled with the guilt of not providing for my parents the way that they would like us to. Yeah. You know, in so many different ways. Right. Emotionally, you know, as a family. They're just all these different right. And even financially, because you become that person, you become the person who starts being the caretaker. Mm -hmm. So it's also difficult. It's an extra pressure that you never, no one kind of ever told you about. No. (laughs) And and to plan for that as well. You know, we're planning now for our futures and then to kind of couple in that extra financial, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but that burden. Right. Because it can be. Yeah. So, and that's another reason why we're not moving to Denver now, because we're in it here. Right. Let's plan for it now while we can. Right. So there's a lot of emotional stuff that's that comes up with the separation yeah. of the families. Mm. And it's day by day. Day by day. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to take it day by day. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> when did your folks move to Denver? It's been about two years now. And yeah. why did they move there? My sister and her husband and son, they moved to Denver. Um, his family lives in Denver. And I think that there were a couple reasons. I think there was financial, lifestyle reasons that they decided to leave. And at the time, my parents were going through some financial hardship. And they had to make a decision, you know, do we want to stay in L.A. or where would we want to go? Mm-hmm. And I think just naturally, because they wanted grandkids and they wanted to be around Liam so much that... They decided Denver was the right place for them. And it has been. It's been a good decision. That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So then now, but you're here. Yeah, exactly. So you guys are separated. And that was a tough, tough decision and a tough time for them. Mm-hmm. And it still is. You know, we, it's my dad's birthday coming up. Mm. And any time that there's some sort of a milestone celebration and I'm not there, it's really hard. Yeah. It's hard for everyone. Right. And how do you how do you deal with it on this side? Um, it goes back to just remembering that this is my choice. That it's okay to not be with them for now, and that it is hard, you know. And they are obviously we FaceTime a lot, and I'm there with them, and we send photographs. So I can at least experience it through that way. Mm-hmm. But. I constantly just have to remind myself of that. It's become like a mantra. Like, this is my choice. I'm here because I want to be here. There are so many reasons. You know, you've got to go back and forth between the emotional and the logical. And I just have to pull myself out of the emotional stuff. Right. Um, It's hard. It definitely has been challenging. Um, And now that I am getting older, I've noticed it's, it's getting a little harder with all these birthdays and right. all these moments coming up. And I try to travel there as much as I can. Right. Um, that ha- tends to be a little difficult just with our industry. We're so busy lately that, right. you know, I can't always get there as much as I'd like. But we'll see. Do you feel isolated here from your family? Like you feel like you're, you have to work harder to keep up the connection between them? Definitely. Yeah. It's not a natural thing for the family to have sort of a long-distance relationship. Mm -hmm. And coupled with being so busy, all of us, 
my parents both still work and they help look after my my nephew mm-hmm. um as well as myself just being busy mm-hmm. you know we have those kind of lifestyles and it 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 there is definitely a sense of isolation especially on times like these when it's birthdays right. milestone days yeah that i'm not part of that experience you feel like you're missing out yeah 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 um when was that last birthday that you celebrated with them a couple of years ago mm-hmm. what kind of cake did your mom make you um it was a chocolate strawberry filled and then like strawberry filling jam chocolate cake and i think it was mocha coffee ice frosting mm-hmm. buttercream delicious i love my mom's cakes and probably didn't have eggs i was just gonna say she's such an amazing baker she bakes these beautiful cakes that are not delicious only delicious but egg free and pieces of art so yeah that's awesome what was decorated on top of the cake um she picks flowers and she usually does like this sort of cascading sculpture with at this time it was roses Mm -hmm. so she decorated she had frozen chocolate she had melted chocolate Mm -hmm. like into these beautiful slate pieces Mm -hmm. and then surrounded the outside of the cake with these pieces of chocolate Mm -hmm. which extended above the cake Mm -hmm. so almost double the height of the cake Mm -hmm. and then just filled the interior of the cake with these beautiful red roses oh beautiful yeah it was so stunning oh that's so nice um and when was the last so that was the last time you had that cake the last time i had that cake yeah. Um, I made you cake today. <gasps> you did. I'm so excited. <laughs> I made you a chocolate cake with mocha frosting. I'm so excited. I can't wait to relive those memories. <laughs> okay, mine probably will not be as beautiful I'm as what your mother sure made. It's going to be delicious. But, um, <laughs> I will not turn down any chocolate cake. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I'm obsessed with those little six-inch cakes. I love them. Yeah. And this is actually really special because, like I said, it's my dad's birthday next weekend, and they're having a birthday tea for him tomorrow, Mm -hmm. and my sister's baking a chocolate cake, which I just found out about. So this is very special. Thank you. Oh, (laughs) good. Well, you can have a cake tomorrow and FaceTime with them. Oh, yes, I definitely will. Okay. This is an eggless cake. Wow. This looks amazing. The texture looks great. Mm. Such a good smell. Okay, I'm going in. Okay. Wow. This is definitely a memory I love reliving. <laughs> this is delicious. Thank you, Rosa. Oh my God, you're so welcome. Mm. What was your favorite birthday growing up? Hmm. In terms of cake or just in terms of a birthday? Just a birthday. Any birthday memory? My, one of my favorite birthdays was my 21st birthday mm-hmm. in South Africa. Well, I know that just generally 21st is a big year, but the South Africans like to have any excuse for a big party. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I didn't want a big party. I just wanted like a nice dinner with my family and friends. Mm-hmm. And we had it at this restaurant called the Cradle of Mankind. Oh, what a cool name. And it's actually a reserve where they found one of the first human skulls. Wow. Yeah. It's this female human skull. Um, And it's just a very special place because it's in South Africa. Um, Yeah, it's the cradle of humankind. Was it Lucy? Yep. Oh, wow. Lucy. 
Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So it was just a, a special place for me to connect with all my my people. Yeah. Um, and that was, I think we actually had a chocolate cake then too. It was, <laughs> and red rose petals on the table. I remember my mom had like decorated it all beautifully. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was one of my favorite birthdays. It even tastes the same. Like the texture, you've got it down. It's, it's such a, like a vivid memory now of coming back. It was a, a beautiful restaurant. It was modern. So glass windows everywhere. Um, I remember you walk, as you enter, there's sort of the the host entrance. And then you walk over this bridge to get to where all the seating is. And lined on the walls on either side of this bridge were just these wine bottles and lit from the back. Wow. And just that experience of walking through it. And then they had set up the table in a U-shape. So it was very intimate. Mm-hmm. You know, I was sort of sitting in the middle and then I had all my friends and family surrounding me and just overlooking this epic view, you know, mm-hmm. knowing that there's this history behind this place. Yeah, it was very special. Yeah. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's the kind of thing that I miss right now is that family connection and just having that. Yeah. But we have you guys, like yeah. we were saying, you know, now we get to build a new family. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think even growing up in a family as large as mine, you do, you feel alone. You always feel alone Mm -hmm. sometimes. Everybody's going on with their life and moving in different directions. And so how do you try to connect with your family? And do you connect with them? I struggle with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to talk about. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say. Or... Because it's always like you get into a room with your family again and it's, you all revert back to being how you were when you're growing up in that household. And the dynamics. Yep. You know, exactly. don't necessarily shift. Yeah. It doesn't change. Yeah. And, and you fight. I fight. I fought my entire life and still to this day to get out of that little sister box. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, baby sister, she'll figure it out yeah, or the whatever. The identity of being that. Yeah. And yeah. it's, and it's. Everything gets piled on her. She'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's what it is yeah. constantly. Yeah. And so it's hard to break out of that. It is difficult. You know, being the, the youngest, you know, it's just my sister and I. Yeah. But there's always that sort of the younger child syndrome yeah. and, you know, the things you don't have. Right. You know, growing up and yeah. those memories of, you know, the comparison. Right. And sort of, again, breaking out of that, that yeah. mold yeah. and navigating yourself through that and realizing, you know, it's okay. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It, and sometimes I came to a revelation maybe a couple of years ago. I was going through this really difficult time with somebody and I finally realized that they're the problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, for lack of a better word, it's like they're not going to change. I'm not going to change them. It's either I just have to accept the way that they are mm-hmm. and just move on with my life. Yeah. And it really that like it just clicked like a light bulb and yeah. I was like, Oh my God, really? This would have saved me years. Seriously. Like <laughs> years all that stress and anxiety. Yeah, all this frustration because I'm like, Why don't you understand me? Why don't you do whatever? Why can't you see me for this or mm-hmm. whatever? And it's just like, Nope. You're a jerk face. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the way it's gonna and be. This is the way it's gonna and be. I'm fine with that now. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. And that ever since I came to that revelation, I'm just like, mm, okay. But I think that's that's also a big thing that you say is a lot of our anxiety and stress can be relieved just by the awareness of someone or how someone acts. And it's like, that's just who they are. That's just the way they are. Right. Let's just accept them for who they are. Right. And I think 
coming for me, coming to that realization, like with my sister and my parents and having to deal with how my mom is with the guilt tripping. She's never going to change. So I have to accept that Mm -hmm. and in a loving way, voice my displeasure towards that, (laughs) but know that I also can't change that. (laughs) I can hear it in that. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I don't expect her to understand or react the same way that I do either. I don't expect her to, she is who she is. Right. She's not going to be like, oh, you know, this is Rob. This is just who she is. Right. You know, let me accept in the, she's always going to try not to change me, but to want what's best for me based on her own experiences. Sure. And that's, you know, where we come to disagreement. But right. she's, it's hard for them to just let go. Right. That's just the generational thing as well. Yeah. It's an age. But, yeah, you know. But we all want what's best for each other. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I think if holding that, if you hold that up there first, mm-hmm. I think I'm like, okay, we all want what's yeah. best for each other. Mm-hmm. Now, how can I deal with this problem? Yeah. And going back to how I deal with my parents moving to Denver and all of them being in Denver, a lot of it is that. Mm-hmm. Firstly, they made their decision. I made my decision to stay. Secondly, they're happy. And that's what's, it's fine. It's Okay. You know, and we make it work within that. It's not ideal. Right. But they're happy. Yeah. So I'm accepting of it. And you just have to work through those uncomfortable times and eat more cake. Yeah. (laughs) I will eat more cake. That's how I get through it. I will eat more cake. I will tell you, anytime you need to eat cake, I will eat more cake. (laughs) Two of us. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on to talk to us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This has been wonderful. Reliving all these memories. Well, until next time. I guess there's no particular method to dealing with your family. It's not easy to deal with the emotional stress that they thrust onto you. But don't lose sight of yourself. If you're asking for someone to accept you for who you are, then you too have to accept them for who they are. 